Thank you so much, Devin, for joining us on our journey of voices, picking up the pace a little bit. So before we get too much into it, we'll let KB kick us off. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. My man, good to see you. Good to see you. So, so again, today in the new year, I see you styling. All right, man, well, I've known you. Um, we met through football, mm-hmm. right? So I've known you for a little while, but we're actually you know, grew up kind of close, you know? Definitely was in those ends where you come from. So why don't you let everybody know where you're from and what it was like growing up there? Um, originally, I'm from Scarborough, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little place called Malvern. Mm-hmm. So it has like a bad rep, whatever. Uh, I was in trouble, you, we could say that. We could say that, I was a, I was a little bad kid. Um, ended up so bad, like my mom made me go to school out in Durham, in Ajax, to Pickering High, close to KB. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun, um, made a lot of friendships with people that still to this day I call my brothers, go home, go see them, everything. But um, it really gave me that grit, that uh, that need to dream. You know what I mean? Like, going growing up in like Melbourne, you see like not big name places, no big houses, nothing like that. You see, but you see like family, people that like live on the same street. To this day, I go back, I still see them, and they treat me like I'm still little Jalen, you know, running around after the ice cream truck. You know what I mean? So like that's what like was instilled in me like there. When I went to high school in Durham, it was more so like a family as well, but not as much since and then because you have the bigger houses there. You have like the more independence, you know what I mean? There's not like you have to like work together to, to you know? But it was fun. I enjoyed it there. I feel that. I feel that. So, did you play any sports coming up, or what were your friends? What were your friends like? You know, what were you hanging out? Who you hanging out with Ajax, in Ajax compared to you know back home in Scarborough? How did that kind of shape who you were as a kid as well? In Scarborough, like I, I hung out with a lot of the older guys. You know, like I want to be. I want to be that bad kid. I wanted to get into trouble. You know what I mean? You wanted to. Okay. Like I wanted to. That was my thing. Like looking up to them, it was kind of like. I had to like get to where they were at, you know what I mean? But um, I always played sports, like even growing up like with them, they're like, yeah, yeah, focus on sports. Like you're gonna go far with this, just focus on it, right? So you know, even like, even if they were doing bad things, they never let me see it. Like they just did their own thing, you know what I mean? And then going to Ajax and whatever, it was like, it was great. You know what I mean? Like I got to play my sports, do everything. But because I played sports at a young age as well, I knew all the older guys there as well. So like they knew me, like they knew I had that little bad streak in me, you know what I mean? So like they they, you know, they'll taunt me, like get it out of me sometimes. But it was fun, like playing basketball, football. Um, I did track a little bit, but I couldn't do all those tights, like it just wasn't for me. <laughs> so I just had to switch up. But um I enjoyed it, played quarterback in high school and then basketball was great as well. Unfortunately I lost my my uh, grade 12 year, and that's what uh, really pushed me towards UNO. So it was a great experience. And man, I see you repping the UNO today, styling. So you're gonna love it, man. So why don't you um, bring us into that process a little bit. How did UNO first begin for you? UNO began with like, it's funny, me trying to find out my hood name, okay? Like, (laughs) me like, me trying to be like a little bad kid back in the day. Like I was like, okay, what's the meanest name like I could have? You know what I mean? And we actually went to, uh, ended up going to a trip in grade 11. And we're like, okay, we can't let any of these girls know our names, right? So we all just started like just fooling around with names and that's what popped up. But it, I started to like 
register it differently, as in like one, you know what I mean? So I used to just write it on my desk and whatever, it'd be like, it started off as Uno's world, right? So one world, we're all the same, whatever. As I got older and as that, uh, that process with basketball happened, I dropped the world and made just Uno. Not, not specifically about me, but as like a brand of me, like a branch off, you know what I mean? So it was more so like I wanted to be like, we're under no one. But at, even though we're under no one, we're all one together, you know what I mean? Like everyone has a boss, everyone has this. And there's gonna be, sorry, there's gonna be days where you're like, oh, like I don't wanna do this. Like, but you have to remember like, you're under no one. You, you could still have a dream at like 56 and still achieve it, you know what I mean? You're never too old to dream. You're never too young to be great. Everyone can say, oh, you're too young to do this. But like, with, in today's society, like, look how we have it. We have 13-year-olds becoming rappers, you know what I mean? We have 15-year-olds becoming fashion designers. Like, it's, it's a different process now. It's not like how they were back then, where opportunity was you have to go to school. I'm not saying don't go to school, but I'm saying like, you know, like, you have to go down that line to be successful. There's so many more avenues for us, and we're privileged for that. So if we go and seek it, and remember that we're all like, under no one, like that's how the process is gonna carry on to the younger generation. In a big way. Oh. And so building on that, because you spoke about role models and mentors, so to speak, what was that creative process like for you initially? Starting off, you know, you, you were kind of traversing in different groups, you know, the sports group, the older heads at the same time, maybe mm -hmm. being bad and running around, but you still had that creative side. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit more about what that was like for you? That was more so like my sister. Like my sister used to make fun of me, like, because, like, I used to run around with jerseys and have any color under my jersey. She's like, no, 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 it's wear black or white. Like, that was her, her thing. She, oh, yeah. And my sister used to take care of me, you know what I mean? Like, that's, like, my second mom. So, like, she used to take me everywhere with her. So if I was with her, I couldn't look ugly, you know what I mean? Like, that's just how it was. So she kind of, like, taught me how to dress, taught me how to do all that creative stuff, taught me how to, like, blend colors and things like that because she was so artistic, you know what I mean? And I think, like, growing up, because she had to take care of me, she didn't get to like, fulfill everything she wanted to do with her artistic and creative side, that she put it into me. So with all the privileges I had, she she kind of built a part of herself within me to grow that, of, like, a part of her, you know what I mean? So that's what, like, most of my creativity comes from, is from my older sisters. And she's a model now, like, doing her own thing in creativity and art, but I think she more so wanted to do it in the visual. And so you spoke about the grit, yeah. like transferring and going to Ajax. And so even in the creative process, it's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's not seen in the same light by everyone, especially, you know, whether it's stigmas or whatever the case is, you're doing your own path. And creative isn't always the traditional way. It's not always the norm or cool to do that. What were some of the resilient moments for you? Maybe you had to strap down, but or sometimes were you resilient in that? following your creative process um the biggest thing was this last year like this last year i switched from football to basketball and it was kind of like do i want to do that for the rest of my life like do you know what i mean and it was kind of like i knew i wanted to do something in the fashion industry so it's kind of like all right after the strap down and the creative side is always fun but you also have the business side you know what i mean and the business side is kind of like oh like i don't want to do this i just want to make the clothes and just have fun with people but I had to strap down and realize that to have that creative side and for people to know about my brand, I have to do that business side, you know what I mean? So I had to strap down, I had to research. And I wasn't in school for, for business. I was in school for arts because I knew like I want to do something in arts. 
So I had to teach myself marketing. I had to teach myself how to like become a businessman and how to talk and how to present myself. Cause especially like being that little bad kid, I always have like the slang in me. I always have like all that. But like I have to go to an older man and speak and shake his hand firmly and you know, and now I'm a businessman. But like when I when I think of a businessman, I just think of myself as Bruce Wayne, you know? Like, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go and be Bruce Wayne now, be Batman later, you know what I mean? So that was a lot of like resiliency with that. What lessons can you say uh, you learned from those resilient moments that kind of guide your steps today? Like any, any things that you learned, you said, okay, to make sure that doesn't happen again or to make sure I can capitalize on this moment next time it appears, I need to walk with this, with courage. It was more so patience. Like, mm. I'm a very impatient person. Like, especially like, especially, I always relate things back to sports. So it's like, I want to win now. I want to score now. I want to do this now. Mm. But you forget about what you had to do before then to score, you know what I mean? So now that I'm in a different avenue, I have to remember that I had to break down my dribbling, I had to run ladders, I had to run hills before I could do all the things I wanted to do on the court and on the field, you know what I mean? So right now, it's I have to have the patience and the steps, like I got to learn how to cut this jacket properly, mm -hmm. I need to learn how to paint, I need to learn how to sew. And these are things like that I'm like, oh, like it's tedious, I don't want to do it, but... <laughs> That's my biggest thing. I just have to be patient because I know it's going to come, but I have to teach myself. You know what I mean? I just have to always relate back to my roots. And my roots is just an athlete, you know? Respect, respect. So that's what I'm talking So you have that mentality of certainty. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and that's something I read in that Tony Robbins book, you know, Waking the Giant Within. I, I hung on to it because, you know, it, it's true. It's a, it's a conviction. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You just say it point blank. That's how it is. So was there a point to get to that state or have you always kind of been like that? I've always been like that. Like my dad put that in me like at a young age, like he always was just like, all right, like you're gonna be great. Like you have to like, you have to speak it into existence type of thing. Mm. And um, as I got older, I sort of kind of like lost it. You know what I mean? Because of whatever happened with basketball, we'll get into that later. But um, I lost it. And my cousin actually like, I was hanging out with her a lot and she kind of like instilled it back into me. She's like, yo, speak it into existence. I was always like a confident person. And I always like knew that if I said I'm going to do something, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Especially like if I say my word, I just say, all right, I keep my word. So the fact that he instilled that into me and then when she brought it back up, I, I'll never lose that again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So everything I do, I do it with confidence and I speak it into existence because I know it's going to happen now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just have to trust myself and trust the process. Absolutely. So as a part of that, Trusting the process, especially in sports, it's easier to trust the process in sports, especially team sports, mm -hmm. because you're you know conditioned or you've done it for so long. However, the rest of your life or you know everything outside of sports is different. Being able to be patient in work or in school or in your personal life is a lot harder because you don't have a coach or you don't have that practice or you don't uh, have the same level of certainty mm -hmm. per se. So, what was that like, even with basketball and some of the things that you touched on a little bit, but what was it like for you to make that jump, being certain in sport and, and trusting the process to throwing yourself in something completely new and foreign and being uncomfortable? Mm. So what I started doing is I started meditating. Like, that wasn't like for me, like, at first, like, I was like, oh, like, I never really thought about this, you know, but like, I realized that, like, I'm always on the go. And it makes, it makes me really anxious because it's like, I want this now, I want this now, I want this now. So as I started meditating, calming myself down, realizing like I just need to trust the process. I need to revert back to my roots. I'm gonna keep saying revert back to my roots because that's where I, I've 
build my, my foundation. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I build my foundation through trusting the process. So for me to meditate and just find it in myself and find it in my mind where I want to be and remembering my why, that's what made me like begin to trust the process a little bit more and just say, all right, just calm down. It's gonna, everything's gonna happen in due time. You know what I mean? It's gonna happen. When? It may not be tomorrow, it may not be a month, it may not be a week, but it's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's why I had to learn and had to grow. And to be honest with you, I learned that a lot from you guys from last year when you guys took me under your wing. You know what I mean? Looking up to you guys was like, all right, these are my big brothers. Let me see how they took it to that extent. You know what I mean? And I remember last year in the locker room, I went up to Dre and I was like, I want to be the next Andreas Robinson. <laughs> and he said, he said, that's a long process. Like, I remember like it was yesterday. He's like, that's a long process. He's like, be, he's like, be the best Jalen Touche. He's like, be the next Jalen Touche. So when he said that, I was like, okay, like, I need to stay with you. You know what I mean? Like, I saw how Dre, like, took over to school with this Infineus thing. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, I got to get that. Like, I got to be like how you're being. You know what I'm saying? And not necessarily like I have to take over to school, but how you work. You know what I mean? So when looking up to my big brother saying that stuff, like I, like I told you, I always look up to my older heads. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So looking up to my big brother doing this, I just got to be like, all right, if he can do it, why not me? Let me trust the process and let me do what I need to do for you guys to be proud of their, your little brother, you know what I mean? Of course, of course, and that goes with the brand as well, Uno, right? And, and like one of one, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, and that's you standing in your truth, right? So, keep going. All right, basketball, basketball, I meant. So you, you were balling from when you were young. Mm -hmm. All right, so how young? Uh, I want to say like four. Like, I was born really young. So basketball was your first sport? Yeah. Jeez, Still my first love. First love as well. Okay, yeah. so talk to us about your sports history as well. You know, you about what? You about what? 6'4", up in here. You got the height to you. You know, yeah. played sports before. Talk to us about all the multitude of sports that you played coming up and how that affected you. So my main two sports were um, basketball and football, right? Mm -hmm. So basketball, I started playing around like four-ish. And my dad wouldn't let me play like organized basketball until like I think I was nine or ten, okay? And but meanwhile, I was playing football. He's like, Oh yeah, you need to get tougher. Like, so I'd get hit, like thrown around. He put me in at I think six years old when I started playing football. Mm -hmm. And I'm playing with ten year olds and things like that. And they used to beat up on me like every day. It didn't matter, like but like I just didn't have that that quit in me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So football was like okay, let me get tougher for basketball. So when basketball came, like, I was playing with the older guys again. Like, my dad always made me play with the older guys. He's like, all right, like, you're, you're fine. When you're age, go play with the older guys so they can throw you around. And um, that was crazy because still to those days, I look at them as my older brother. They still hit me up, whatever, like, take me under their wing. And it was crazy because when I went to Ajax, they were all the grade 12s there. So, like, I'm a grade 9, and, like, you know how you're usually scared yeah. in grade 9? But I'm just looking at them and I'm like, yeah, you want to fight? Like, <laughs> as my big brothers, right? Like, they didn't yeah, understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, even in the hallway, like, they'd push me around, whatever. And it's just like, all right, like, I want you to stay tough and just, like I said, focus on basketball. So, like, basketball was my favorite sport growing up. Like, mm -hmm. you couldn't tell me nothing. It was like, I had a swagger about me when I walked. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But um, unfortunately, I was playing football in my grade 12 season. Okay? And then... We had a championship game, last play of the game. I threw the ball, our receiver caught it, drop, boom. This is to end your, your high school career. So I go to I go to the ref and I'm like, okay, like, 
how like how's that not touchdown like trying to argue my case right and it turns out like we're going back and forth back and forth emotions are fair you know like it's the end of the championship game so everything happens we end up losing the championship right so i would like to say maybe a week goes by a week goes by we get a i get a call down to the office i'm like i didn't do nothing yet so like (laughs) you know what i mean so like it's like so what's going on so my principal looks at me and says, um, so you were accused of verbally and physically abusing the ref. So I said, wait, 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 what's going on? Like, I just lost the, I just lost the championship game, right? They're like, yeah, you got to go to the, the, the district school board and talk and plead your case, da, 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 da. So I go to the district school board and I'm sitting there. Mind you, I was supposed to go to Ajax High, but I went to Pickering High. My mom's in the area of Ajax High, right? So, the coach for Ajax High is the one that's leading this thing, and he's sitting across from me. He's like, "Oh, like da 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 da, X Y Z," and I'm sitting there, and I'm I can see it on their face like my case doesn't matter; it's already like set in stone. So, I tell them what happened. I had letters from people in the stands, everything that happened, right? So it was great. I leave the thing like, okay, like everything's good. Just before I leave, they say, "Do you play any other sports?" I say, "Yeah, I play basketball," right? They're like, okay, come back to school maybe like in the afternoon. I remember getting a call just before practice, basketball practice. They say, yeah, you can't play, you can't play basketball. You're suspended for the season. I'm like, no, nah, like, that, that can't happen. So we had an appeal process, didn't go through whatever. And that instantly, like instantly put me in a depression like that. You couldn't talk to me, put my headphones in, had hoodie up and I used to just walk like a Grim Reaper. You know what I mean? Like I lost my love and that's my passion. So that's how Uno got into me, you know what I mean? Because like, I had to find myself all over again because it's like, who are you? You're not the athlete, like, who are you? Especially being like a mixed kid, you, you don't identify with either side, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, who are you? So I had to find myself and reinvent myself, so to say, you know what I mean? So with losing basketball and all your first loves and everything like that, I feel like it made me appreciate things more, you know? So going back to what you said about how these sports, like, all, like, created me and things like that, that that was, like, my biggest stepping stone for sports, and I, can, I can't thank it enough because it humbled me, and it made me realize, like, anything that you care about can be gone just like that, you know what I mean? So that's why, like, with sports and everything I do now, like, I know sports is not a career, you know what I mean? There's always someone above you that can stop you, someone above you, like, you can't, go any higher as a player, but like you're still under no one, you know what I'm saying? So you can still have your dreams outside of basketball. You can still have your dreams outside of football or whatever sport you're playing in, but you can still be like one with them, you know what I mean? That's what really made my sports career flourish. Once I realized that, I feel like I became a better athlete because it was more of a mental state. My physical was there, but like it made my mental get better, you know? Interesting. I like that. So my man, what is popping in the new year for you? More clothes, more customs. Um, I recently just got stickers for our logo, which is like the wolf. A wolf is kind of like symbolizes, okay, you're good as a lone wolf, but as a pack, you're, <laughs> you're greater. So that's why I chose the wolf as our logo. I got stickers, I have patches for those. Um, I have custom jackets coming in now that people like want me to work on and things like that. Hopefully I can get into New York and London next and start working with people down there. Cause like, 
it's an inspiration working out there. You okay. can walk down there and see like something different and be inspired. You know what I'm saying? And I want to get into that, into those like cultures, like high fashion cities. That's what I want for 2018. Okay. That's what's up, my man. I gotta get some of the clothing myself. What you got? What you got available right now, actually? I got hats right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm working on shirts. Those aren't done yet. Those should be done somewhere close to February, and then the stickers come in mid January. Okay. So I'll hook you guys up whenever you guys are ready. Of course. Jump in and you're laying out the process. I was saying, right? You want to be involved in these high fashion cities, you know, you want to get there. So, you said, in on the business side of things, you know what I mean? What was lining up that process? Like, in order for you to get there, you can see it, right? Mm -hmm. But what do you have to do every day? Do you have to, do you have to set goals? Do you have to step out of your comfort zone? What's that like for people who are also going along that journey? Uh, you definitely have to set goals, like, and goals saying, like, realistic goals, not like, I'm gonna be rich tomorrow, like, you know what I mean? Like, Goals so like so small as in like I gotta work on something today. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like even if it's like an idea, even if it's like uh, working with someone that doesn't know what they want to do. You know, like little goals. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you gotta put out your your plan. Yep. You have to have a business plan. You have to say, all right, I want to have this, 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 this done by the month of January. Mm -hmm. But don't be discouraged like if you don't get it done. You know what I'm saying? Like all in due time. You know what I'm saying? So. That's that's the biggest thing. I feel like as the business side of this, you have to plan. Because as artists, like it's everything like free flowing, free flowing. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna do anything if you're not inspired. If you don't do it, then you're. If you do it, and you're not inspired. Then it's like okay, like that's not your best work. So that's why when people say, "Oh, how long is it gonna take me to do this?" Da, 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 I never give them like a time. It's kind of just like when I'm inspired, like I'll do it. You know what I mean? But it's more so like if you give me like an idea of what you want and I'll be inspired and think about it like before it comes in and then once it comes to me I'll, I'll mess it up here you go here you go hopefully you like it if you don't like it well then I made it for me so you can bring it back you know what I mean that's my kind of like my style like I don't make it for no one else I make it for me you know what I mean it's my way of expressing myself that's that's how it's always been for me like people would always be like oh yeah like you dress like this, da 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 da. Like just like I just express myself because like I feel like every time I step out, the camera's gonna end up hitting me someday. Like you know what I mean? That's just me because I'm I've groomed myself that I'm gonna be I'm gonna be rich. I'm gonna be famous. I'm gonna be like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be famous, but I want to be known for something. I want to leave a legacy. So with that being said, I always want to put my little twist on things. I want to make that the business aspect of it. You always got to put your twist on it. Don't let people, like, be in your ear and say, you got to do this, you got to do this. For sure, take criticism and feedback, but, like, you have to keep your main goal. That's the biggest thing with this business thing. Keep your main goal and have that main goal. So in keeping that, there's that focal point where you're talking about reducing the noise, and there's a lot of noise, especially on youth, especially on black youth. You know, there's a lot of distractions, people trying to pull you this way and that way. And so in trusting the process and, and really being true to that, what would you say to a younger Jalen? Definitely calm down. Like, you're in a rush to impress everyone else, <laughs> impress yourself, because you have such high standards, you know what I mean? So once I, if I could go back and tell younger Jalen that, that'd be great. Like, I feel like, I would never ever change anything because everything I've done has been a great experience and I've always learned from it. But 
he, younger Jalen was too on the go. It didn't matter what it was. It was like, if this impresses my friends, cool, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to do that. I never really put me first. I always put my friends and my family first. So going back to younger Jalen, it would be like, put yourself first and calm down. You can, you're going to be great. Just be great for yourself now. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. That, that's the best thing for me. Powerful, powerful, man. And that's a powerful message right there. But is there another message that you hope people can get from your story? You're not alone. Like, even though you might be kicked down, like, face dragged through the mud, like, you're not alone. Like, that's the best thing. Like, you always have someone there with you. There's always someone that's gone through it 10 times versus you. There's, like, there's always someone there that's done it before. There's how many billion people in this world? You're not alone. You know what I'm saying? That's what relates to Uno again. It's like, we're all what? So that's what a great message for, like, these younger guys, like, just remember that. Even if you're struggling, like, no matter what, you're not alone. Thank you very much for doing us today on Voices Box. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys for having me. So as always, before we get you out of here, it's time to get your official sign. I'm Jay Latouche, and this is my voice.